Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. Experts say that millennial wealth is underdeveloped or has yet to reach its full potential. That makes sense. I mean, it, it makes sense that cash feels good right now. Real good, because who knows what tomorrow is even going to look like. So the question is, does being in cash make sense? Should you use apps to invest? And how do you figure out your sweet spot when it comes to investing? Paulina Lykos is an investing reporter at U.S. News & World Report and is here on the pod to talk about how you can use investing trends to build your wealth. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton-Game, where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here 
as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. Hi, this is Elton John here. Throughout my U.S. tour last year, we heard from thousands of fans that financial security and financial planning are hugely important to them. So important that David and I are continuing this vital conversation into 2023. Together with the Alliance for Lifetime Income, I'm spreading the word about the importance of protected income, which is money you're guaranteed to get. Like me, I'm sure you have big plans for your next chapter. Protected income from an annuity helps ensure you have all your bases covered so you can have the financial freedom to tick off your bucket list. The first step is to decide what's on your bucket list. Then meet with your financial advisor to ask if you have protected income and get their help making a plan that fits your unique financial goals. Join me and my friends at the Alliance for Lifetime Income. Together, we can help make financial freedom in retirement a reality for more Americans, starting with you. Go to protectedincome.org today. Why have so many episodes on investing? This is a good question because investing is simply one of the best ways to build a wealth bucket. Cash is great, but cash doesn't increase in value. So we have to figure out a way to grow our money over time. And one of the first places we all do this is usually through investing. This is where Paulina enters the conversation. As I mentioned, she's an investigating reporter at U.S. News and World Report. She covers investing and asset management, and she's been examining investing trends and how millennials have been responding to them. So you are in a stage of life where building wealth is paramount, and Paulina is sharing in this episode how this can be done no matter what your age is through the principles of smart investing. Well, the listeners don't know this, but we've certainly had in a journey to be able to talk to each other. We've had a couple of false starts and uh, about a month delay in between talking to each other. But in any event, I think it's just great to uh, to talk about the subjects we're going to talk about today. So I, I'm just I'm so excited to to dive in. And there there's been so much news out this year. I think it's really hard to decipher what to pay attention to, especially when it comes to money. And you are an investing reporter for US News and World Report. And I I would imagine that you've seen a lot this year in terms of of trends that have really emerged for millennials and, and their investing. So I just wanna kind of open a can of worms here and throw it over to you. What are some of these trends that you're seeing with millennials and in investing? Yes, 2020 has been an unprecedented year, to say the least, for millennials and their finances. And we can understand that just by taking a look at the state of their finances and their behaviors. And what we've been seeing is that millennials are saving now more than ever before. They're making retirement a priority. They're building up their emergency funds. And this is really great to see because these are steps toward building wealth. So, uh, but at the same time, millennials still feel burdened by some sort of debt, whether it be mortgage debt or student loan debt. And this is what's preventing them from starting to invest. So while millennials are doing great at saving, they're hesitant to start investing. And this is discouraging because this is preventing them from building their financial future and securing their future wealth. 
Um, another trend that I've been seeing um, that has been around for the past couple of years, but has really accelerated in this coronavirus economy um, and world that we've been living in has been the rise of fintech and the proliferation really of all of these investing apps and robo-advisors. And this has been a, a really perfect match for millennials because now, you know, they can take control of their personal finances. And when it comes to investing, there are lower barriers for them to start their investing journey, low costs and fees. Um, these platforms, they're really intuitive and it's democratized investing. I mean, millennials who haven't been able to access investing before are able to do so quite, you know, easily. And as millennials have been embracing these robo-advisors, they've kind of taken a step back from the traditional financial advisor. And mm -hmm. while I... Yes. And just just to close off on that, while I think that, you know, there are merits to robo advisors, I think over the long run that um, having a financial advisor that's going to be able to, um, you know, do a full financial analysis of someone's um you know, assets and also consider things that are really complex as we get older, like estate planning and tax planning. A fine, a, that human touch is so invaluable. So I think that's important to consider. So many great trends there. I uh, want to just touch on a few of them. Obviously, the trend of, of running to cash. Uh, there was a study done that said uh, people 35 to 44 are the most cash conscious and really saving cash, which obviously cash has its pluses because cash still is king. Having cash is, is mm -hmm. always a good thing. But it can also have its minuses, meaning sometimes maybe you can hang on to too much cash and not be growing your wealth in a positive direction. So I'm curious, what are maybe some of the the downsides when it comes to investing of, of being somebody who just really is so um, scared or conservative and just wants to cling on to the cash? Yeah, that's that's a really great point. I mean, earlier in the year we saw, you know, as the pandemic was really taking hold, we can just turn to the markets to see how investors were responding and how millennials were responding too. I mean, uh, there was a huge market sell-off in earlier in the year, in the middle of March, where investors were not really sure what was going to happen in our economy and how the stock market would respond. So the way they responded to that was to sell off a lot of their investments and rush to cash, build up their liquidity. And this is a common thing to do during times of economic uncertainty, especially in the pandemic-induced recession that we've been going through. But there are consequences, as you've mentioned, to holding too much cash on hand and for a long period of time. And the main one is having your cash wither away due to inflation. So um, I guess one way to kind of combat that in the short term is to put your emergency fund or your cash reserves in either, you know, an online high yield savings account or a money market account. And these online accounts are great because they provide higher yield on your money because 
being online, their expenses are lower, so they're able to offer um, higher yields. And while it's a modest return on your money, it's better than having no return at all in a traditional savings account. Um, mm, yes. Mm -hmm. So I would also like to touch upon, you know, that's the short term, but in the long run, it's important to invest your money because we know that while there's short-term volatility in the market where, you know, your um, investments fluctuate a lot, I'm sure that um, a, a lot of your listeners um, <laughs> might have looked at their 401k uh hopefully not every day because that can be unhealthy. Um, but um, they they might have seen their, their 401k or investments fluctuate in the short run, but it's important to keep in mind that over the long run, the stock market grows in value. So to put things in perspective with an example, let's say that you know at the age of 25, you invested $10,000. And over a 20-year period, for example's sake, let's say there was a 6% rate of return. Over that 20-year period, that $10,000 would have grown to almost $30,000. And this is something that's really important because this is the power of your money working for you. This is the power of compounding your growth when your stock market gains are reinvested and that's ultimately how you grow your wealth over the long run and how you combat the issue of inflation risk. I like that. I always love when somebody can come out with a actual number example <laughs> because it really, yeah. I think, brings it to life. And you mentioned these big words, obviously, inflation, recession, and we're we're mm -hmm. now rounding out, so hard to believe, rounding out the end of 2020. Uh, yeah. For a lot of us, this feels like a very long year. <laughs> for some of us, it feels like it went pretty fast. But I, I'm curious in terms of, of in terms of investing, in terms of your money, what are you sort of counseling people for the latter half of this year? Are there any things that that they should be doing, kind of almost regardless of what's going on with the market? Yes, absolutely. I think what I've been hearing from industry executives and experts is that while there is so much uncertainty in the market, you know, and a lot of drivers of that uncertainty, especially, you know, within this whole entire year, we've been trying to adapt to this pandemic. Um, uh, we've seen that there are beneficiaries and other areas of the market that haven't been performing well. Um, and, and consumer behaviors have been changing as a result of that. But what I've been hearing is that um, for, for investors to stick to their original financial plan, um, because as if you try to adapt to all of these changes that are going on, it's going to be, first of all, it's going to be really stressful. And, you know, <laughs> yes. because if you try to adjust, you know, based off of how you think the, you know, let's say the presidential election is going to come about, I mean, there are so many possibilities. So you could very likely be incorrect. Um, so, I would say that if you have a financial plan, you should stick to it. It's fine to revisit your financial plan and kind of um, reallocate your assets, which means 
change your plan accordingly to how the stock market is performing and uh, adjust it according to your risk tolerance. But I think the best thing here would be to stick to your original financial plan and and stay the course with your investments. Yes, and and maybe get a good massage or something to try to relax yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely, much needed. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, life's all about balance. I think um, you also bring up uh, fintech companies and the in the apps and the really you know democratization of of financial access, which I think was needed Mm -hmm. so long before just technology maybe needed to catch up a little bit to get us to this place. But, you know, if I'm somebody who maybe I have a 401k through work, or maybe I have a separate IRA or Roth, you know, what, what might be the advantage of also using I'm not going to name names, but also using, you know, some sort of fintech investing app to go along with what I'm already doing. Like, is is there an advantage to do that? Or is it pretty much kind of pick one thing and, and stick with that? When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. 
That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. and <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? 
Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. It's Tuesday, so that means it's time for an Ask Shauna, and I'm going to keep the name anonymous for this one. The listener says, I've been listening to your podcast recently, and I didn't know who else to ask or tell this to other than you. I'm a student who will be pursuing further studies in another country with a loan taken out with the help of my parents, and I'm someone who has not had a penny to her name, and I'll be finishing my studies in two years. I would want to start to be able to repay the debt as soon as I can. I don't have a clue where to start and how to start. I will be working part-time. I'm so lost and the debt makes me very anxious. Please help me out. Please let me know what I can do to help myself. I think this might seem like a small situation at hand, but given my financial situation and the financial background I come from, every single penny saved is important to me. Please kindly help me out. Well, this is a great question and I would gather that there is someone else listening who is exactly in your spot. Debt does make us feel anxious, especially if you haven't had it before, or maybe you've gotten out of debt and then you've had to get back into debt and you're just freaking out. I know this is really not any comfort, but I want you to know that you are certainly not alone. In fact, I would say 99.9%, I know that may seem high, but it's it's really the truth of people that I have helped financially over the years were working to overcome some sort of debt. And all of them shared that exact same sentiment. No matter what their income was, no matter where they lived, no matter how old they were, it's just debt brings on anxiety. And for some of us, it is more anxious thoughts, more stressful, more just depression and all of those feelings. And other people, they don't like it. And yes, it bothers them, but maybe they just have a different makeup and they deal with it a little bit differently. However, I will say that everyone across the board does not like debt. In fact, the number one question I always get asked is how do I get rid of my debt? So this is certainly not unique to yourself. So a couple of things, I just want to give you a little food for thought. If you have two years to go, you've got a lot of time to get your money in order, even if it feels like you don't have a lot of time. I tell everyone that you can find, find, yes, find money in your bank account. There is money waiting for you to redirect or give another job. This is universal. The key is you just have to look for it. That's the problem. That's where most people get stuck is they don't look for it. So first, I would say get a budgeting app like You Need a Budget or Mint or Clarity Money. If you aren't an app person, you can certainly easily do this just by looking at your bank statement each month. But categorize every expense you have so you can see where your money's going. Listen, even if you're listening to this episode right now and you're like, hey, I'm cool, I got plenty of cash, I don't need to do this. Don't believe that false statement. Everyone should do this practice to make sure that you're really just maximizing your cash. You work so hard for your money. Why would you just let it drain from your account without being in the driver's seat? Again, this is goes back to talking about the mindset piece. Okay, so I'm going to step down from my soapbox for a moment. <laughs> Obviously, you can tell that I'm very passionate about this stuff. But the key is 
be in your numbers every week. Find every dollar that you can and put it in a separate savings account to pay off your loan or send it directly to your loan to start paying it off. It doesn't matter if it's $5 or $50 or $500. It doesn't matter. It's it's getting in the habit of being in your numbers and looking what are the places, what are the ways I can save money without sacrificing my lifestyle, but where are those little tweaks I can, I can find because there is money sitting in your bank account, no matter what your situation is. Also, you mentioned that you were going to be working part-time, which I think is amazing. Uh, there are lots of things too you could do online, depending on your skills. I've had myself like a million different side hustles since I left college and each one has helped me get to another money step. So look at your time. Is there a way that you can not only work part-time, but maybe you do something else because every extra bit of cash that you can get that you can throw towards those loans will be really important. I believe in you. You can totally do this. Break down your goal into little bits, monthly or even daily amounts, so you can see progress happening. Don't look at your debt in whole entirety. Like if you have $20,000 in debt, don't just look at $20,000 because that is going to make you freak out. So how can you break that down into how much you want to save or pay off each month, each week, each day? The more granular you can get, the better you can actually achieve this because what happens is you start making progress and you're like, oh yeah, I totally got this. There is no problem. I don't need to freak out at all. And that's what I want for you. I want you to have that success moment. So listen, if you are listening and you have any Ask Shauna questions, what are you waiting for? Head on over to the link in the show notes or over to the Millennial Money Podcast Hub at mmoneypodcast.com. Right there on the homepage, there's an Ask Shauna section. Fill it out and let's get your question answered. Well, there are so many investing apps out there um, and it can be really difficult to figure out which one might be right for you. I would say in general for beginner investors, I think these robo-advisors are great learning tools. Um, especially if you don't know where to start. So especially if you don't have a financial plan in place, uh, the benefits of a robo-advisor is that, you know, it's really easy to use. You just download the app on your phone, answer a few questions, and the the app kind of generates through its algorithm a um, a, a financial plan for you and, and some investing guidance. And from there, the investor can kind of take their own steps in, and make their own investing decisions. This, I think, is, like I said, it's great uh, as a learning tool to understand how the market works, to understand how investing works. Um, but I don't think it's a long-term solution um, because as we get older, and I alluded to this a little earlier, um, our, our finances become really complex. Um, you know, we still might carry some debt. Uh, we'll have multiple financial goals. We'll have a family maybe. Um, uh, so there are a lot of things at play here. And a very difficult thing to measure when it comes to investing is risk management. And and I think that robo-advisors might not be able to fully, you know, maybe 
to, for lack of a better way to say this, they're not as smart as human yes. advisors when it comes to, you know, doing a full financial analysis of one's, um, you know, financial profile and understanding the risk that goes into that. So I think over the long run, while some might be concerned about the fees associated with these traditional financial advisors, it's going to come, there are a lot of more benefits associated with that because um, the human touch is really important. They'll do a full financial analysis and, and they'll be able to move fluidly um, with your financial plan according to how the market is changing. So I think the um, the merits of a financial advisor far outweigh any concerns um, you know that that might be there for for beginning investors. I think that's a really good point and it's something I talk about a lot on the show because obviously there's a lot you can do in the in your phone in the palm of your hand when it comes to money but sometimes you do need an actual human person because they're able to look at all the puzzle pieces and match it up with your goals what what you want life to look like how much money you want to have in retirement, you know, all of these sort of things that do need a little bit of a human touch. So I, I'm, it's so good to hear you talk about that uh, combination mm -hmm. of the two, because there are definitely times when you should do that. But, but starting out apps are great, especially to get your feet wet. Yes, yes. It's, it's a great learning tool. Um, because, you know, there are, when it comes to investing in the stock market, it's a, it's a whole different world. And when I first got into it, I, I was overwhelmed. Um, I mean, you know, just the abbreviations, the technical <laughs> terms, you know, um, it can be really challenging and intimidating, but it, it does, it shouldn't be like that because it, it's really easy to break concepts down and for anybody to understand. But, um, but, you know, the robo-advisors, they, they kind of do that for you. But I think there's a limit to their potential. Mm, yes, yes. And uh, since you mentioned yourself, I'm really curious, what is it like to be a financial reporter this year particularly? Well, it's been, it's been rewarding, actually. I think during times of, you know, economic hardship and challenges and uh, when the news cycle is really robust, there are many learning opportunities um, that come out from that. And I've, in the beginning of the year, I was writing a lot about um, how to invest in a recession, what investing strategies to use, um, how to pick stocks that has been uh, a much requested one by readers. Um, and trying to understand how the macro view, the big picture of the economy, how that influences, you know, the stock market market and ultimately our, our consumer behaviors. But I think one aspect that really stuck with me was when I was speaking with um, an executive at this company and he was talking about the behavioral element of finance. Mm, and yes. as humans, you know, we are emotional creatures. So and, and we tend to incorporate that in our financial decision making, which is viewed as a negative thing. But I think that in some cases it can be quite, uh, you know, a positive. And, and essentially what he was talking about is, 
you know, if you take more ownership uh, in in the things that you invest and um, you really engage with what you own and intimately, um, uh, this will lead to you you making better financial decisions. And and I think that's really important, um, not to just kind of mechanically make a decision, but kind of looking within, looking at what your financial goals are, and ultimately why you got started investing in the first place. So if you kind of use that as your North Star, um, I think that we can all make better mindful decisions when it comes to our finances. I'm so glad you used the word mindful. That is that is my word when it comes to money. Uh, I, I think it mm-hmm. is it is so undervalued and so not talked about in the formats that it should be because what you're talking about is really important. The behavioral side of money is really important. And I think particularly when it comes to investing, I I know sometimes people will invest in things because maybe their friend or their family or a partner is investing in something and maybe they just don't, it just doesn't feel right to them or it doesn't feel like something uh, worthy of, of their money, but they do it just because, and I always caution people, like, listen to those those voices inside of you. If something is telling you maybe you're a little bit more conservative than the other person, or maybe you're more of a risk taker, that money is really personal. And so you really need to sit down and, and figure out, how do I feel about these things? What are, what are the companies I want to be invested in? What do I want my life to look like? I think all of that is just really important. A hundred percent. You can't base your decisions off of what others think. You have to base your decisions based off of what works best for you, um, for your ultimately for your financial plan as well. So just because a friend tells you, you know, oh, this hot stock has been doing so well, you should look into it. That's that's such a you know a bad way of going about picking your investments. And actually, I would say that um, in you know going back to this uncertain environment that we're in uh, and especially for beginning investors, the best way to approach picking, uh, you know, financial securities is by knowing what type of investor you want to be. Do you want to be more of a passive investor where you kind of just uh, automate your finances and and allocate a certain amount of your money towards investments every month, or and and kind of just let that run its course and not really worry about it. Or do you want to be a more hands on investor? Um, and I think that's going to help guide you as to what financial securities you want to look at. And I, I want to mention this: um, the the challenging thing about purchasing and and monitoring individual stocks it, it's really challenging because there's a lot of more risk uh, associated with these stocks because they're price sensitive which means when there are changes in the economy which in effect you know there are changes in the stock market these individual stocks they fluctuate a lot more and if you're sensitive to these price movements, it can be a tough thing to deal with. 
But if it's something that you you want to, if you really want to dive in, which is great, it's important to do your thorough research. Understand the companies that you're that you want to invest in. Understand what their financial well being is. Look at their financial statements. Look at their um, security and exchange commission filings. Really, like I said before, engage with these companies um, and and understand how they're faring among amongst their competitors. What do their future prospects look like? These are all things to consider. When, when looking at um, any sort of investments, but particularly individual stocks. And is there a way if I'm a novice and beginner, and let's say I, I want to pick a few individual stocks, is there a place that I start my research? Like, what would you tell people is like, where should I go to begin that, that search? Well, um, there, I would say that there are, there are several areas that you can look, um, by just doing a Google search, it can be very overwhelming. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you, you get so many, uh, so many articles, so many opinions out there. I think going to an accredited, um, source, um, such as, you know, the, um, uh, like a .gov or a, a .edu source would be a great place to start. Um, but I would say that there, and also there are so many, um, books out there. Um, I would say get started at somewhere because if you kind of, fight with yourself and figure out, okay, you know, I'm not really sure where to start because ultimately, you know, I didn't really know where to start either. So I just kind of dove in and I know that can, that might not seem, you know, really organized, but in some cases that's what you have to do because then you know what you're familiar with and you know what you need to work on and you kind of build on that. I would um, reference uh, U.S. News and, and the Investing 101 articles that um, that I've been writing and a lot of my colleagues have been writing are, are great sources because we focus on questions that beginner investors tend to ask. So, so different websites like that could could help new investors. I would also say another great resource would be to look at your community. See if there are community groups, if there are other beginning investors at your level, and you could meet together and, and learn together. Everyone comes from different backgrounds, so you'll each ask different questions, and that can be a really rewarding learning experience as well. That's such a great suggestion. I, I've been invited by a few friends to uh, virtual community groups like that where we all research stocks and, and then have a discussion. And it's so beneficial, you, like you said, to be able to have other people's opinions and to think about things and someone's going to pick something out that maybe you didn't you didn't you weren't able to research about that company maybe and uh, i think that's just a great way to do it particularly if you're just starting out to really get a collective brain power i guess i should say behind it because it can be really overwhelming if it's if it's just yourself and you're trying to read all this information and you don't even know what you're reading so that's such a great idea yeah, I mean there there are a lot of chapters out there that um have a great um format. 
So they provide structure and, and this is great for a beginning investor or even an experienced investor because ultimately the the world of finance and investing is not only is it, you know, there are so many concepts out there, but it's evolving and there are new trends and new strategies out there. So even experienced investors are always learning. So if I think if your your listeners come out with one thing today, it's to not be intimidated and don't be afraid to ask questions because this can, you know, this investing can change your financial future. Um, so engaging with whether it be your friends or community or starting somewhere individually, um, taking that first step is is going to make a world of a difference. Wow, Paulina. Well, this has been so amazing. I know you already mentioned it, but I'd love for you to tell the listeners where they can go to find a lot of these articles on how to start investing and uh, where they could contact you. Yes. Well, in order to take a look at any of the articles that we've been writing, you can go to usnews.com in the money section, and there is a plethora of articles and topics that you can read about. Um, You can reach me. Feel free to send me an email at plykos at usnews.com, and I'd, I'd love to talk to you and um, point you in the right direction if you have any questions. Big thanks to Paulina for her expertise on this episode. U.S. News & World Report is a great site to visit for money tips and information. In fact, I have been featured myself a few times in various articles. So when you're working on your investing game, it really is true that the more you learn, the more you can grow. So thank you also so much for listening to this episode. One of the best ways to continue bringing on great guests is by growing this podcast. So that's where you come in. Share this episode with a friend or family member that you think would enjoy it, and let's spread the word of financial literacy. Also, big thanks to our podcast sponsors for making this all possible. Head on over to our show notes for all the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with our episode sponsors. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com, where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.